0: England were going home, and it wasn't coming home as they lost to France in the quarterfinals of the FIFA World Cup in Qatar, two-one. Gareth Southgate asked, "Was it fine margins?" He said, "Pretty much, it was." Fred De Jong, former White, like, joins me right now. Freddie, was it fine margins that cost the English?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> you you got if you give them the penalties, you got to put them in the net, man. I think uh, every every team in the quarterfinals other than Morocco is finding that um, two penalty shootouts England with two penalties scored one missed the other going home so absolutely fine margins but um yeah some probably uh, the ever reliable Harry Kane from the penalty spot um blows it but and it was a game I think where England dominated the game were better well, probably the better team um but France find a way to win
0: Wow, you—you've probably been the harshest critic of England so far, because I'm—I'm—well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the English tabloids and the like, and it's not that harsh. And I just wondered out loud before the commercial break whether or not it was because England were playing such well—an entertaining football.
1: Yeah, I thought I thought England were decent in the tournament, uh, you know, but just the the way the draw worked out, there—you know—it was more than likely. That they would finish top of their group, and then if they you go know, moving through, they were going to hit France uh, in the quarters. And I mean, it was a this was probably the most anticipated of the quarterfinals, this one and the, and the Dutch one, I think. Um, but you know, uh, and I, I thought um, France looked a bit flat. Mbappe did nothing on the day. Um, I thought Giroud was excellent. He could have had three. He could have had a, a second goal, um, but the header he scored really good. Mm. You know, good striker's header. Got in front of his defender, puts the ball away. Um, but yeah, all the talk will be about missing penalties. Um, and you know, I think England might be a bit dirty. They didn't get a third one um, for the foul in the first half, but probably just outside the box where the initial contact was. But in the end, you got to if if, you get, if the ref gives you penalties, you got to put them away. Otherwise, you're going to
0: lose. Or, or there's the other is the other idea is you can't rely on penalties. You've actually got to go score goals. You can't think about wanting to get pens, right?
1: Yep, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah ab- absolutely. You know, and then it's got to score from open play. Um, so and that's what the French did. Uh, you know, so yeah. The and and I think looking at the the rest of the draw, it's gonna be some performance to knock France over and stop them going back to back, which is you know, first time since Brazil in the sixties.
0: All right, well let's talk about that in just a minute. Just quickly. Gareth Southgate, does he still have a future with English football?
1: Uh, I think he'll go. I think uh, the English, you know, when you look at the quality of English players, um, they're all playing in the in the Premier League, you know, which is arguably the best competition in the world. No other team has that. Um, You know, there's other teams have like the French. There's a bunch of players playing in France, obviously, which is not as competitive as the English Premier League. So I think he's got good cattle, um, and they've been they were poor leading into the tournament, had a reasonable tournament. And then, um, but I, I, I do think he's going to go.
0: Okay, well, let's let's talk about your team, Argentina <laughs> against the Netherlands. You know, <laughs> so I love how you laugh because you're my favourite Dutchman, and I can I can throw some stuff at you, but I won't. <laughs> Two all at full time, four three on. Oh, hello penalties. What? <laughs> so, do we talk about the Dutch, or, or do we talk about Messi and Argentina? Uh
1: I mean the. the the first goal that uh, Argentina scored from Molina and the pass from Messi, that, I mean, that is, that's an unreal pass. That is, you know, you're going, how, he's not even looking when you see there's one angle from behind the goal where you watch him and he's not even looking for the pass. He just <laughs> knows the guy's there and threads it through. You know, it goes through, fortuitously, goes through Ake's legs, but, you know, I mean, that's a pass, that's, that's, that's an amazing pass and not many players in the world can do that. And um, so you've got to give, give credit where it's due. But I, I sat in the stadium in Nuremberg in 2006, and there were 18, 16 yellow cards, four red, as Holland played Germany. Uh, Holland played Portugal, sorry. The Battle of Nuremberg. And this was the same. <laughs> 18 yellow cards, a red card after the game, spike full, fouling. Um, how does Messi not get a yellow card for intentional handball? And then he gets a second. Then he gets another yellow later for, for protesting. I mean, it's just the referee just lost control of the game. Absolutely, and both sides are saying the referee was garbage for us. So it was, you know, it was one another one of those games. But um, I thought the Dutch did amazingly well to come back, and then they just took their foot off the pedal. They scored in the last second of the game from a you know from a free kick that was, you know, like the the to have the the sort of confidence to play that free kick at that moment in the game. I thought you know we we me and my brothers were talking about it and they were saying it's the same as the All Blacks pulling out that that line out move in the in the World Cup final, um, you know where Tony Woodcock goes over the line and for the for the match winning try, wow. you know it's that sort of it's that sort of moment you know and it's like to do that at that moment I thought amazing and they had all the momentum Argentina on the back foot saying we've blown it and then they take their foot off the accelerator and it's like and they let Argentina back in the game so. Yeah, and then penalties. The Dutch are terrible at penalties. they lost their <laughs> five out of the last six. So don't go to
0: penalties, guys. <laughs> and there was a De Jong playing. He was a, he was a, he was a tough rooster too. A
1: couple of t- De Jongs at the end. A couple of De Jongs lurking. A, lurking?
0: Hey, here's something weird <laughs> that I just noticed, because funnily enough, while we're talking about the replays on the telly and, the, and, you know, champions wear 23. Michael Jordan wore 23. So did the goalkeeper for Argentina
1: martinez yeah
0: he's, he's a man There was right. so
1: much so spite in that game though like uh
0: well Dion was, was ahead in, of it you know, that like, l Dion was in the front of it all yeah. <laughs> yeah. i do not uh you weren't a, you weren't a grubby player you weren't a, you went a b- b- ballsy, pushy play <laughs> were you i can't remember you being i was too i was too slow to be like that <laughs> <laughs> uh, no comment uh brazil surprised very
1: very um but impressed by croatia I thought um, the, the thing about Croatia is they, they, they play defensively, but they have the ability to keep the ball in their own half. So they're playing like 8v4 against the opposition. It's a different type of defending. Um, when you look at Morocco, and I'll we'll probably touch on that in a sec, but Morocco, they defend normally. You know, they all sit back and, and they're trying to hit on the counter. Um, whereas Croatia are slightly different. They, you know, they had 50% of the ball in that game. Morocco had 25% in their game. So Croatia are happy with the ball, but they play in their own half. And then at the right moment, they'll just spring forward when the opposition are, are sort of short-numbered. And I think that's what Brazil um, ended up doing. And, and, you know, I think when Brazil look back at their game, they'll go, why did we send so many players forward? We're in deep into extra time, 117th minute, we're one to up, and we've got seven players forward and three at the back. And they got caught out on the counter and they allowed Croatia to take it to penalties and and eventually obviously lost. Um, So I think tactically pretty naive from the Brazilians.
0: Lulled into that false sense of security looking at all the Croatians sitting back, right?
1: But but now, I mean, at least they can dance their way all the way home.
0: (laughs) Do you think Neymar does another one? Do you think he goes again?
1: Uh, I'd be surprised, actually. I think uh, we're signing off a few players. Uh, Messi, you know, from this World Cup, Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar, probably um, are the biggest biggest names that will probably, probably. I don't think we'll see back again.
0: Are we calling a France Argentina final before we talk about Morocco? Uh,
1: no, I think I think it's a repeat of the last one. I think it's France Croatia.
0: Wow, which okay, is, um, wow. somewhat
1: disappointing, but oh, no. I think. I think
0: uh, yeah you know, uh I think uh, it hasn't Christ happened Kempers yet been... Fred it hasn't happened yet Fred settle you've <laughs> already called and said it's somewhat disappointing ha- hang on a moment Morocco's there right now they're they're going up against it but I love the coach's idea about yeah you know, it's it's good to dream and they've they've dreamed they they've taken out some big names Spain Portugal now France will for them potentially be another name first Africa team to qualify for the World Cup semis in eighty eight years after forty eight goes at it do you, do you give them any shout against France? Well, obviously not, but give, give, give me some, Give me absolutely. something. I
1: think, absolutely, they haven't. They've conceded since this um, since this coach has come in, which was five months before the World Cup. They've conceded one goal, and that was an own goal. So, and I mean, defense wins championships, Freddie. As a statistic, that's a phenomenal phenomenal um, statistic, and so of course. You've got you know, you got to, you give them a chance. Um, It's a slim chance, but it's a chance nonetheless. And and, France are going to, they're going to have to show more than they showed um, today against England, even though, even though, yes, they did score two goals. But defensively, I think Morocco are stronger as as a collective unit, uh, 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 stronger than the English, because the English were also trying to play as well, go toe-to-toe with France. And that made it a better game. I think this is going to be, you know, France will have 80% of the ball. It'll be the ball. The game will be camped in the Moroccan half, Um, but Morocco will have will have chances. They had nine shots. They had nine shots in the game today against Portugal. Portugal had twelve. You know, so it's um it's going to be yeah it'll be a very one sided game. But Morocco do have a shot.
0: There is strength in the collective, Freddie.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, but and 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 it's. I mean, it is lovely, you know, unbelievably good. That we see uh, uh, an African team go this far, yeah, you know, oh. because it's it's so nice to see you know fresh fresh teams in, in, at this stage of of World Cups, and I think that's um, that's wonderful for the tournament, and it also gives you know gives other countries in the world hope as far as boy we can go this far we can compete you know and um, and I think that's really really good for football.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking about that when, when we talk about. Um the World Cup, as said, there was all sorts of drama and you know, controversy leading to this tournament about Qatar itself and how the stadiums were built. But in the end, sport has just gone and gone. It's produced at what I would consider a pretty entertaining tournament.
1: Oh, very good. Very, very, very good. It's, um, I think the group stages were great. The, and the last games in the group stage were, were unbelievable, where you've got you know, Spain and Germany going out at one point in their, in their last games. Um, to costa rica and japan you know that was the the, the jumping around of the scoring um, in those in those last stages of the group stage was just incredible mm. uh, and i think that's you know the, that's why fifa now are looking at it and going oh we have to change the planning for the next world cup in 2026 in the us and canada and mexico you know they were they were thinking of having three three team groups 16 three team groups as they go to 48 teams but yeah, that'll be re they'll change that and it'll be 14 groups because you can't not have this drama because that has made this World Cup
0: 14 groups of 48. Man, is that too much or do you like that idea?
1: Oh, way, oh, way too much. No, way too much. Way, way, way. Whoever thought, I mean, this is Infantino because he wants to make it bigger and supposedly better. It's it, 32 is the perfect number for the World Cup, it gives it gives enough team, enough teams of quality um, the ability to get to the world cup mm-hmm. um, 48 teams di- will dilute it. You're going to get some pretty poor games um, in, in the next world cup because there's some pretty, there'll be some pretty weak teams there. Um, and, and yeah, the, the format for 32 teams is perfect. It's absolutely perfect. You know, eight groups of four and it just drops down into 16, eight, four, two, and you've got the final. So yeah, I, I just, it just, Ludicrous, but it's all, that's all about money. Infantino, want, the, the, FIFA have one tournament that they sell, and that's the World Cup. And so they're trying to make it as big and, and bigger and as big as possible.
0: Okay, one final thought. OFC are talking about a professional 10-team league in 2025. Uh, are there enough, <laughs> you know, from the OFC region? What do you make of this?
1: devil will be in the detail, and especially on the money it's available because I'm not sure that there's, um, you know, that the island teams is going to be the money to to attract the the, the players to go professional. Um, so I think you got to say what well, what's the format going to be? Um, where's the funding coming from? How sustainable is it? Um, and is it actually, and from a New Zealand purely from a New Zealand perspective, is it actually better? Um, for New Zealand um, to have one, another, one more professional. And where does that sit with the Phoenix and all that? Because New Zealand's position or situation in the Pacific is completely different to all the islands, of course. So we've already got one professional team. And the the reason the Phoenix can be in the A-League and play in a different confederation is because there's no professional league in New Zealand. If that changes, does that mean the Phoenix's position in the A-League is in jeopardy from FIFA, so there's a lot of detail to be worked out. So you've got to find, you've got to hear all that detail before you can turn around and go, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that, or I'm not."
0: Be nice to see the Phoenix score some more wins, eh? One for, you know, one win, four draws.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's disappointing that they can, you know, the that they can obviously conceded, but I thought in the end result probably a fair result for the team for that game. Um, you know I thought uh, West Sydney were second half they were by far the better side and you know I think you can't uh, you can't deny them that goal
0: Freddie as always thanks for your time go put your money on the France Croatia final
1: <laughs> all good mate now the Holland are gone yeah, ah, yeah, who cares right
0: who <laughs> cares <laughs> thanks Freddie it's